Dzień dobry, dzieci. That's how we're start, that's how we're starting the podcast now, uh, Pavel. It's uh, the Flurza Experience, a show about Gwent and so much oh. more. Uh, that's if you hear like like a dog whistle or like a siren. If you hear Dzień dobry, dzieci, you know it's Flurza Experience time. So you're exactly. at the right spot. I'm joined by the sinister cyclist. Ooh. But, yeah, Pavel Berja. Sin- sinister cyclist. Man, this is so good. It sounds like a like superhero. Well, that's what, like that. you are kind of a little bit of a superhero, Pavel. I mean, let's be honest. Aww. You're you're you've transcended the man status. You're you're beyond myth. You're in legendary territory right now. Made it. Legendary creature human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, commander. Absolutely. Ooh. Always always wanted I always wanted to be a commander. That sounds that sounds cool. And you have a bike. Yeah, well. And it's crew well, it's crew Pavel. That's oh, it. oh cool. Totally. Okay. Like a separate artifact that's a bike and it's a vehicle and I can crew it, but I can be the only card that can crew it. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Ten out of ten. Thank we you. We just created a card. We did Thank create you. a card. Easy. Dude, you're good at this. I am. Well, well, well. Hello there. First of all, um, <laughs> Thank you. second of all, this is episode six. Where we're you know half dozen here, half dozen. Speaking of dozens, dozens of ponchki will be eaten uh, this week because Fat Thursday is this week. This week is Fat Thursday. I wish I could share this one with you, but it's it's it's, Just it's not possible. Push it through the we're internet. Too far away. God, that yeah, thing push was it through good. the camera. Like, <laughs> shove it in. Did Dominica make that one? No, this was a uh, store bought uh, for the purpose of this video. <laughs> <laughs> so, funny thing. Fostered by the local bakery. Oh, it, not blue jeans? How dare they? No, no. What's, no. what's funny is that whenever um, like we get together for family events or whatever, and my 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 Italian grandmother, my nonna, um, mm-hmm. she she's always takes pride in the you know her lasagnas and the things that she makes. And mm. my cousin, who's a little uh, s disturber, uh, who's hilarious, uh, he he always likes to just push buttons so we'll be eating and he'll be like oh oh my god this is delicious and my you see my nonna like beaming with pride and he'll be like oh my god oh my and he's like nonna this is delicious and she'd be like thank you thank you and he's like where did you buy this <laughs> and she's like oh, classic i know classic. and i'm like oh got him <laughs> and we do it every single time oh good and it never gets old because it's more so because it makes me laugh and my nonna sees it coming a mile away and she's like oh idiots <laughs> She's just like let them let them roll with oh, it. Yeah. I know, I I know the scheme. <laughs> oh, the game is uh, the game has been played many times, but yeah, we made it this far. Six episodes, Pavel. It's not bad. Six episodes. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty no. good. I mean, my 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 like my my goal here is to beat the the he sh- who shall who shall remain. Mm-hmm nameless uh when it comes to the number of episodes so i can say that you know we we did something similar but ours was better because it went on longer so yeah it's true we have both the quality and the quantity uh stamina is definitely in our in our genes here now he who shall remain nameless whom we love at this channel but we we basically we are we will we will dog him until we get pet to uh, episode 11 because he did 10 and a half episodes technically okay so once we get to 11 then we could probably retire the uh he who shall remain nameless and we can maybe yeah. you know start start giving him the respect he possibly exactly. deserves um, by that time we might actually have more sponsors and stuff like that so that'll well, be that'll be perfect keep going to that punch key place yeah yeah i'm almost there like every second day so maybe you know maybe drop a card they'll, they'll sponsor yeah, yeah. Drop a card. like hey just bust in and and the the ideal thing would be like it's episode like they 20. know they know me they know me super well 
Yeah. They actually did our wedding cake, so it was like totally legit place. We're like besties. The yeah. Geralt, uh, Geralt is loved there, so you know. <laughs> you, what yeah. the ideal situation, uh, Pavel, would be like? You know, it's like it's it, it'll be like episode twenty-eight, and you go in for a punch key, and as you open the door, they all look and they all just say "Jindabrijechi" because they know the new cat the the new catchphrase that we're we're doing Perfect. here. So. Um, yeah, there's there's really no looking back, frankly, and um, that's the plan. That's yeah, the and plan. I'm excited for this episode because we're going to be touching on some pretty naughty topics. Good, naughty is good. Naughty is good. Um, yeah, so we'll be uh, talking about some scary stuff today, to be honest. So so, but get these get these words in your head, kids. Standard rotation. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, uh, Flake, the biggest standard rotation uh, pusher, whistleblower, <laughs> whistleblower, uh, is here. Qualifier season. A new, of course, a new Polish word of the week. This one's a really good one. And of course, your questions from the mailbag. Yeah, I mean, so, whistleblower yeah. is a very. I mean, it's an intriguing term. It's definitely a, a triggering term for some, but not as triggering as the, the two words of standard and rotation put together. I have yeah. been on this train for years, actually. Before I was in the hospital, I have so much, I was spent so much time in the hospital, this is all I thought about. This is all I thought about. That's why I, I'm so rotation. confident Non-stop. about this. Exactly. They're like, do you need any more pain medication? I'm like, standard rotation. Standard rotation. <laughs> standard rotation. And that's what got me out of the hospital was my passion. With the Batman voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we gotta we gotta dig into some Batman stuff because I found out some oh, news today. Yes. Before yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. Screw it. Before we get to the ding on rumor report, oh, um, wow. I found out today that you are a big Batman fan. Like you, are, I am. He is your favorite. Can you just explain yes. a little bit why? I don't know. I always liked um, the 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 kind of conflict and, and and kind of the way he as a character is and kind of like he is to to the Joker. Like I do not see Batman without the Joker. So kind of having these two dudes that are very similar but carry things out in a different way and i always like about bruce wayne that he's kind of like a he is between being a hero and a villain in some sense i always like that you know it's not it's not black and white it's not like with every like i don't like superheroes um who are always the you know knight in shining armor perfect boy wonder boy stuff like that the more kind of uh, you know i'm the guy that keeps tabs on everybody we have a justice league but if you guys ever do something wrong i have a like a plan how to defeat you all and stuff like that so i like that about him i like him that he's he's just just different than what you normally would see from a from a from a hero let's say his portrayals more recently in films like uh the christian bale version and uh the ben affleck version first of all i like ben affleck as batman I, Mm -hmm. i i know that he didn't like it but I yeah. think that the the Bat his Fleck. portrayal, yeah, Batfleck was pretty sweet, and Robert Pattinson is going to be good as well. And for all those who basically leaned on this whole thing of oh, he's he's the guy from Twilight, and he's no, going to no. suck and whatever, I want to remind people that the one of the greatest acting portrayals in history, uh, and certainly the greatest superhero. A related acting portrayal with Heath Ledger as the Joker, exactly. and everybody was poo-pooing that idea because he's oh he's the guy from A Knight's Tale, and what does he know about acting no. and drama and whatever? He's a, a heartthrob no. like loser, and he turned in arguably one of the greatest acting uh, performances in cinematic history. So um, for those and who he are, came out of left field, nobody expected that. Not nobody a expected that. Hint. No one. 
And then yeah. the follow up to that was what Jared Leto, Leto's Joker, which was a joke. And um, yeah, I agree. So the the more recent portrayals of the Joker has what you say and what you like, which is he's more of a he's got a, a lot more moral ambiguity. He's a little bit more uh-huh. of a recluse, and um, exactly and, that's what I like about him. Yeah. So when I was telling you off off air that I didn't like Batman, I didn't like Batman his earlier you know portrayals because at that point what i grew up to see batman was was that he was this rich playboy hugh hefner style who had everything going he was basically like dc's tony stark so exactly um, i'm not a big fan of tony stark and iron man to be honest not not my jam (laughs) well the the new the newer renditions of batman to me feel a lot more flavorful they feel a lot more layered than just somebody who has money and is bored you know so yeah I, i like that um all right. I mean, comic books like The Long Halloween, for example, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite ones, Killing Joke, for sure, is, is up oh, there. So boy. I, those are things that I kind of like that, that I loved. But I grew up on the Batman animated series. And he, there he kind of had this like Bruce Wayne, you know, Batman, like philanthropist, you know, a lot of money and stuff like that. But also I had the other thing and also portrayed the villains in a really cool way and and i know people say like oh wow his biggest villains are a guy that calls himself a penguin and the other makes riddles but you know <laughs> there's kind of more to it and i also think that the games that did the character like more justice the batman games were really cool um arkham asylum arkham city arkham knight um the, the origins ones was also awesome so i liked all of them no you're not wrong you're, you're absolutely not wrong and um it's just i wish that the rest of dc could catch up to i agree i agree and uh, i just i just want a really really good justice league because they need to do them justice pun that in- joke pun intended pun absolutely <laughs> intended all right hit us with that uh, dagon rumor report mr pavel okay Berger. so the dagon rumor report for today so um yeah good news is that we have received word from the outer rim territories so this is this is important stuff our spies with the pike syndicate have concluded have colluded with the gangsters from Crimson Down, wow, to confirm the latest report of Dagon becoming a card in Gwent. So the results are in, and the result is 0%. 0%. Again. Again. But you know what? 0% is an infinite amount of uh, percent increase from last week, uh, which was also 0%. So we're making progress, if you want to... Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Going, Going all in on the zeros. Crime doesn't pay, friends, so... Um, don't even try. All right. <clears throat> Way back machine time, Mr. Pavel Berger. You know I have been there more or less from the beginning, and uh, we're going back. Yes. And finally, PlayGwent.com's news section has allowed me to keep returning and hitting the rewind button, and I've got all the way back to Good. 2018, four years ago, Mr. Pavel Berger. Twitch drops introduced to Gwent. There we go. Glorious time. First time we introduced drops. I remember... The, the day that we introduced Twitch Drops, we were on our way to the one of the Challenger locations, which was uh, in the castle. Um, so the Nilfgaardian themed one at that time. And I remember we were posting that information as that thing was going to happen. And I remember that the, the reception was very good. And I think Twitch Drops are something that we have been in our, you know, esports related streams for since since that day. And we'll continue on because um, they're awesome and it's really cool that Twitch lets you do that. So we'll be keeping those going. And yeah, uh, good times. Good times for sure. There was definitely a little bit of, I I mean, it it kind of rubbed me the wrong way to a degree because at the beginning, Twitch drops were only allocated to uh, people who had a certain amount of concurrent viewership. So 
the first iteration of Twitch drops were a rich get richer scenario where people would flood to the already popular streamers streams yeah, yeah. Uh, but that eventually got that got amended and anyone yeah we fixed that quickly. And, and that was yeah. great feedback was like instant about that like you know so so we we instantly went back and we're like okay let's not do let's not let's not lock let let's have it you know available for everybody doesn't matter how many uh concurrent viewers you have just just you know uh let everybody kind of watch their favorite streamers and not have to go to the channels who are you know the most popular ones at the time so uh, yeah, because I remember like the views on on people like Swim at that time went like totally up, totally up. Yeah, but I think Swim is a is a is a whole story, is a whole separate story that we could talk about for for days. <laughs> Dude, if he's if he ever gets wind of this, I would love to have I would love to have him. You know, we're talking about like, the first guest ever. Like we should just bring him on as you know. Yeah, uh, it would be lovely. That would be th- throw him on the show. Why not? Um, yeah, let's go. That to- would be a way back machine. <laughs> oh, uh, it's surprising. You know, as the game progresses, as people sort of you know move on to different projects and different passions in life, it- it's fascinating to see just sort of this. Um, you know who's who's been there who's still there who, yeah. who's sort of you know I love it it's great and that's just that's just the way things go and uh, you know it exactly. would be nice one day to just kind of go in and uh, I would love for people to just submit and be like tell us a story about XYZ and like this person exactly. or that person because I think you and I have basically met almost everyone in oh. in the game throughout time and uh, we, we probably have a little anecdote about every single one of them and, and you know what like 99 99- like Gwent Elders like yeah. sitting like the illuminati just yes like this we've tribunal seen this. <laughs> we, we we've have seen this. Yes. we pass judgment on the yeah um 2020 welcome announced. to the floors are cult yeah we're cult now are we a cult that's dangerous <laughs> well you know what if we if we can get up to religious status then i don't have to pay taxes so that's good oh there Woo! we go i took economics that's, 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 how we, that's how we do it uh in 2020 uh, there was the announcement of a new viewing party for the upcoming Masters. Now, yeah, if yeah. you find out about what happened with that, obviously, Matt did no. not go down. But 2020 was still part of just bringing in people for a bigger experience, a bigger um, spectacle for the Gwent Masters. I know that it was pulled off once, and I absolutely loved it. One of my favorite things about that tournament was after McBeard and I were done our our set, our matches would mm-hmm. go back to the CDPR studio... Yeah. And there was just this, there was like, what, like 30, 40, 50 people in that area watching. And I remember this vividly because I went and just took the first seat I saw, which was at a table with Seely. Seely was there along with some other yeah. people. And I, I knew that who she was. So I said, hey, how's it going? Whatever. And she just said, she's like, hey. And then she kind of just, I don't want to say ignored me, but felt like I was getting brushed off. And I was like, what did I say? Why does she hate me? Like, what did I do? And I, and then after denied instantly, like hey, I just want to talk. Immediately dismissed. And we spoke yeah. more recently, obviously, because she's been on trivia. She's been mm-hmm. casting. We talk a lot. And I brought it up once, and I said, and we we're talking about the next time there'd be an in-person event. I said, hey, next time, like maybe we can, like maybe like when we're, we're hanging out you'll actually talk to me. And she's like, what do you mean? And I told her, and she's like, oh my God, no, I was just very shy. And I said, well, (laughs) I was like, I just felt like, like not to her detriment or anything. It was just funny because she was shy and it was just like, I was, I just, I got the impression that she hated me. But then again, I get that impression from a lot of people. No, I I mean, yeah, everybody's different. And then when it comes to like, you know, these social dynamics, not everybody wants to, you know, and suddenly like, 
sit down and talk and then and discuss stuff. But yeah, I kind of I kind of get that. Like, I mean, you can be shy, but yeah, I also you 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 might like think about how that comes off. You'll be like. Well, she doesn't want to talk to me, or what's what's, yeah. what's going on what here? Did I right? do because that's that's the, that's the first thing that you kind of think about. So yeah, uh, viewing parties something that I love, and I also didn't love because I never had time because I'm always in the studio where we're recording. I never have the time to actually go and sit down and talk with the people like you guys. When you rotate casting teams, you have more than enough time to go sit down and mingle. I can only do that before when kind of everybody's kind of getting to the place and they're being seated and stuff like that. And the other one is after and after I'm normally pooped and I just want to go home and sleep it off because if it's Saturday, I know I need to come back on Sunday. And if it's Sunday, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away by, you know, the whole week, which is pretty much just preparation for the event itself. So I hate that, but I like the aspect that, you know, whenever I go there and I see just, you know, everybody from the Gwen community, in one place, talking with each other, interacting, having fun, enjoying themselves. Like I love that. I love that. It's just to just to have everybody under um, under one roof is just freaking amazing. Yeah. One day soon. Again, fingers crossed. Dude, hopefully, because this is this 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 pandemic thing. It's like it's it's uh, it's it's getting old. It's getting old. World, move on, move on. We we need something good now. Some good stuff. Some positive vibes. I'm thinking this summer is going to be off the chain. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, gonna, I'm coming to visit you one way or another, buddy. I'm coming to visit you. So. Let's do it. Let's um, do it. Okay, like we said, the boogeyman, the bad news bears uh, of topics is standard rotation. And I, you know my passion um, for this topic. Standard rotation. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, friends, like buckle up because I'm going to get real about this. And I'm gonna, I'm not going to I'm not going to pull punches when it comes to standard rotation. And I'm not going to pull punches to the people who have opinions about it. Nor am I going to pull punches at CDPR about this one, because frankly, Friends, it is a reality. It is a reality. It's like putting seatbelts in a car. Eventually, yeah, it might feel uncomfortable, but it is necessary. You need to have them there for the the health and well-being of the freaking passengers. Like, that, the passengers at the point in this case is us, the players, and the games and whatever. But standard rotation is a reality that uh, I am willing to bet. Every, first of all, when I first brought this up, I made a video about it a while ago, oh, talk, yeah. talking about why <clears throat> why it should happen, the importance of it, the significance of it, and why it's not detrimental to the creative process at all. It's not detrimental to it. It is good for the longevity of the game. And uh, most people, most people who replied and said, "No, you're wrong," just said, "No, you're wrong." They didn't provide any, you know, counter argument. Well, not even constructive anything they didn't provide any argument against why standard rotation uh should not be a thing so i immediately just dismissed that because it's not an argument you're just no it's like okay then you're not part of the conversation it's no longer a conversation it's just a stubborn standing point so i i just want to before i'm gonna take this podium and i'm gonna fly with it just for a minute here because i want to tell you why standard rotation is important so for those who don't know yes and you could you could time me out here when I'm when no, I go won't time you. I'll I'll let you finish your 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 case. And I'm a then, peacock. Then, uh, this will this will be like a debate. Like you yes. have your time, then I have my time, Damn and right. then we discuss more. It, to quote the other guys, I'm a peacock, Alan. I need to fly. So <laughs> here we go. Yeah. All right. Standard, for those who don't know what standard rotation is, standard rotation is essentially um, when you 
have um, where the format, the the, the quote-unquote standard format, which is the competitive format, is only uh, cards that are legal from the past X amount of, of months, let's say, or X amount of sets. So typically it's something along the lines of like, um, it's a base set, um, usually, like, so in Hearthstone, they have a core set that is constantly in, and, uh, you know, it's evergreen, it's always legal. And then they have whatever the last two years worth of sets that came out are legal in the format. Everything beyond that is no longer legal in the format. There are formats that are called like wild or legacy or pioneer, I guess, or historic or whatever that, that do factor in all those cards. But the standard format is the legal number one format for competition and it creates a scenario where there's a pocket of cards that are legal and that's how you go forward now people will immediately rebut and say that standard rotation limits the creativity because you're cutting the card pool wrong it's you are cutting the card pool sure but what are you doing you are you are are creating scenarios where there's a rotating pool of cards you're no longer saying XYZ or auto includes. Fakusha is an auto include. Heatwave is an auto include because they're no longer legal. So you have to figure out other ways to make archetypes work. Now this this will take obviously a lot of effort to to flesh out. But the other thing is is this is a answer to power creep because if there's a gigantic pool of four provision cards, why are you going to pick a card that's 6 for 4 when there are a plethora of options that are seven for four. And how are you gonna print a card that's six for four or even seven for four and get it played? You're gonna need to be seven and conditional eight for four. And then that creates a downward spiral that everyone is witnessing that cards are 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 um are no longer attractive unless their power levels are on are, are so far beyond everything else that the only answer to get other cards played is to rebalance them. And how many Posts and outcries are there every single day of people saying, this archetype needs more love, or this archetype needs more love, or these cards need rebalancing, and we should up the power level on this. And and then the outcry is about power creep. Standard rotation addresses all of this, and it also opens up design space for uh, for for the developer team to create cards that are no longer hindered by previous things because there are certain cards out there that cannot be printed because other cards exist. Things like Caranthir that limits other cards to the point where Caranthir catches the collateral damage from these other cards, so it needs to get addressed. Standard rotation fixes all of this. And if you're saying that this is an outlandish idea, please keep in mind that every other major card game has a standard rotation when they've been in existence for this long. Hearthstone introduced standard rotation when they had half the cards that, that Gwent does. Magic has standard rotation. All these other major card games have introduced various different formats that, that uh, uh, basically play on this type of format. So that's my opening statement. Hey. <laughs> uh, so now, I'm sorry. my time. Yes. Um, I agree with the fact that standard rotation has its um, has its like good parts. Like I agree that, it, but using the argument of power, like solving power creep, I would not agree because normally, when cards rotate out, um, some cards rotate in, and there's a new set that's being designed, especially specifically to kind of answer what has been kind of taken away by a previous set or uh, like making a deck type or archetype come back to life once again or giving it more tools. 
And I also agree that whenever something rotates out, the new cards that come in, they're stronger versions of things that have already rotated out. So instead of like going back and addressing cards and working on them, uh, it's much easier to have them say, okay, these cards are not legal anymore. They're gone. Uh, we don't care about them. And we're not, we're never going to touch them, but here's some new fun tools. And then you look at the cards and some of the cards are like, oh, I've seen this card before, but it's like a better version of that card, right? That's the, that's the one thing that I hate about standard rotation. The second thing is that I hate my cards becoming invalid. I, I hate the feeling of, um, I, I have this in magic. Like I don't play standard because it rotates. End of story. I play modern. Commander, um, I, Sealed, Draft, these are all fine. These are all fine in terms of like the, 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 you know, the, the modes that I'm kind of geared towards. I only play Standard and Arena, and I still feel bad on Arena if my stuff is going to be rotating out because I crafted this card. I grinded out the time, the booster packs and stuff like that to craft these cards, and then they're gone. And they're gone, and I don't get anything, right? I hate that feeling of being like stuff taken from me. Um, so I think, I mean, our philosophy when it comes to Gwen, it's much easier to go back to cards which have not been used and address them and use them. Same goes for your favorite R's. Like if they rotate out, they're gone. So it's not like you're going to bring those back, but you can go and rework the card, rework its ability. And since we're like a digital card game, we don't print stuff like Magic does or any other card games. So we don't need to rotate stuff out. Like we can just go back to them. We can rework them. <clears throat> bring them back to life with a new ability and put them like on a higher standard than they were before. So that kind of like solves the power creep. That's kind of our, our philosophy also for this year. So the argument, no. Um, the only thing that makes sense instead of standard rotation for me is the fact if you know, you can then create more game modes on top of that, right? So for the rotated cards, if they rotate out, like Magic has uh, legacy, modern, vintage. So these that, you know, are from sets that have been printed since a specific date with like vintage and legacy since the beginning of, of Magic's time. Um, and for that, it makes sense, but you have to create like a separate mode for that for players who don't like the rotation aspect. The standard is just like, I feel like companies do that and do rotation just because they want to earn more money on people, you know, buying more packs and, and, and crafting more cards and kind of keeping their economy going. And and for this one, I, I agree. Um, the economy aspect really, really makes sense here. Um, and you want to be pushing in the new stuff and getting away with the old stuff. But as a player, I would like to have the new and the old accessible, but the old kind of being brought to the newer age, let's say, or make it stuff better. And that's that's what they do. Like <clears throat> they create new cards but they kind of fall into the same general kind of idea for a color faction or whatever. So that's my, that's my take on it. That was, um, was a lot of words to be wrong about. Uh, yes. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I, I, I definitely, I definitely, I, I see your points and, and there are definitely yeah. valid points, but what I want to come back at you with is the fact that when you say that there's nothing stopping, even with standard rotation, you'll, st you can still print, bigger fatter cards and, and power creep it won't solve power creep to that degree but you can solve power creep by just not printing bigger cards because by eliminating other ones now obviously the, the concept of reprints 
is something that is very standard rotation oriented. It's a concept mm-hmm. that where you're like, well, if all the cards are legal, you're not going to print the same card twice. You're not going to print, you know, in Dregalarvae again and either give it a new name or or just keep print another version of it. But in power in in standard rotation, it is definitely a possibility. And this could also it, it kind of adds in as filler and I agree with that where players who are like, what the hell? This is we've seen this card before. It's only coming back because it's not long it, it wants to be re-upped within standard but this creates an anticipation of cards that come back and in magic and i know that you'll know about this is that when seasoned magic players who've been playing for years and years and years and years when they see a reprint you know sometimes they're like y'all you know what would be really really awesome in this format a lanwar elf and there's no lanwar elves because they're not um, yeah. they're not legal and then a new set's announced and they're leaking a, and they say here's a lanwar elf and like Boom! This is huge for the format because this is a big card. So it becomes a desirable card again. Um, now, the difference here is the fact that with those reprints, in Magic, you can use a Lanoir Elf from 20 years ago. Even if that particular set was rotated out, the card remains the same. So when you say you're like, I don't want to have to collect these cards again, or I don't want to have to not be able to use these cards, the cards are absolutely usable. And it's just a matter of flicking a switch or doing the proper coding to say like, okay, the titles are the same. This is the reprint version. This is the original version. Both are legal. It's the same. It's just the set that it comes from has been rotated out. And when you're talking about power creep, just don't print power creeped cards don't print stronger cards if you're if you're eliminating um how many sets are there now like eight i think uh, gwent sets seven or eight gwent sets um Something like that yeah and they're around seven if, it, I remember if you're eliminating five of them let's say of those five that's a that's a, a significant pool of those four provision cards that you know suddenly four for seven is not as easy to attain. So some of those, or, or they don't fit necessarily as easily. It's not just a fix-all of saying, okay, this is just a, a really good card to play at this provision uh, at this provision point. So what do we do? Well, we need to find alternative um, options in that. And is that a unit? Is it a spell, a special card? What is it? And that creates more complexity in terms of trying to solve the puzzle of what a deck should build, a deck build should look like. Because frankly, right now, if you say something along the lines of assimilate if you say assimilate you've got 20 20 of, or to 21 cards already listed uh-huh. in your mind of what you want to do but what if yeah. 10 of those cards rotated out what does assimilate what does that archetype look like when you have to piece together because assimilate without brothens and uh terra nova looks completely different it's a it's yeah, a it different, different. you know true. or mushy truffle looks different like those kinds of things they look different so it's maybe um an, an a way to also revive and refresh other archetypes as new sets go in and rotation comes out suddenly a deck like frost let's say which you know could be good it's a nice control uh, car um, control deck you know it could do different things how many times has wild hunt frost been re- reworked when in reality it's maybe a b tier list but if you just mm-hmm. standard if you create a standard rotation all those s tier to a plus tiers maybe lose some of that gas and suddenly that b tier becomes a tier in in comparison so mm-hmm. it, it it's not necessarily a matter of trying to appease everybody out there who's you know crying about uh i say crying but you know there's an outcry for things like this deck archetype is not getting any love you know harmony's not getting any love this get the decks themselves would probably be fine two years ago and strong two years ago it's just that everything else surpassed it so if there's a rotation of the some of these cards and introductions of more support to that degree i feel like 
there's less variables that need balancing so that that careful balance can be easier achieved. Still not easy, but it easier uh, to achieve mm -hmm. when there's that many less variables and there's always the opportunity for more design space because a lot of those hindrances, things like Carinthier, uh, et cetera, are now out of the picture. So you don't have to worry about this new idea you have conflicting with this existing card that's out there that will break it. So I that's why I'm also a big proponent of standard rotation because the misconception is that it, it limits design space when in reality, it opens it up. Hey, ah! that, that, that is that is that is a big argument, but also like looking at it from the from the developer perspective, like standard rotation means you need to be creating like new arts, new cards and stuff like that all the time and rotating other stuff out. Um, well, I that's feel a, like that's a you like, problem though. That's no, no, I, no <laughs> I know, I know it's easy to say, but also like looking at the looking at the development side, it's much easier and, and having a digital card game makes sense. Like you used magic as a comparison and Llanowar elves. Um, magic only reprints cards when they go to a certain point where their price range is just out of this world. Like you're, you're paying hundreds of dollars for a piece of cardboard, right? That, that makes sense. Also, that also like they do cards, like some counter spell variations, like spell periods and stuff like that. They keep on coming back with different sets. And there are cards which come back and they're like the same card that hasn't been changed for years. And it comes back um, after a couple sets just because you know, you, you, you need that card in a given set. So you're pretty much bringing back the same thing, but with a different art. And this this makes sense if you're, of course, into a digital CCG, because even if you, non-digital CCG, because you even see like when you go to any, uh, like if you go to like a magic tournament or, or, or FNM or whatever, someone shows up with old cards, those people are kind of like, oh, this person has been playing either for a long time or kind of likes the older cards or the older arts because they grew up with them. So they're kind of are geared towards them. So they won't actually go for the new flashy, cool um, arts, which which they might, you know, not like as much as the ones that they did previously. So that it, then it makes sense. But like reprinting the same thing over and over, Kinda is okay. I mean, but in a digital era, I mean, you, I mean, even look at what 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 MTG is doing now with with Arena. Like they they started actually tweaking cards for the first time um, very recently, where they go back. There is a there is a new Arena specific format where they see okay, this card needs to be tweaked a little bit, and they started tweaking cards digitally. So I feel like in the digital realm, it's much better to go back to cards and 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 and, and fix them, and make them better, and make them uh, be part of archetypes that kind of might have been left, you know, in the dust by the new stuff that has come in. But let's not just like push them away and say like, okay, you guys rotate it out. We don't care about you no more. See ya. Um, especially like if you look at our 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 like our cards especially the golds, they're based off of characters who are like, you know, they're like staples in the in the Witcher universe. So like having them out of the game and something in rotating in, maybe something similar like a new Triss card or a new Yennefer card with a new art. Eh, I mean, that'll be, it's fun. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of like, 
like I'm I'm not the I'm not the biggest like opponent of, of rotation to, See, to start it. Am <laughs> I am I slowly kind of you know maybe making but sense? But I'm to you? I'm not convinced like fully because I hate rotation as a player. I hate rotation as a player. And like I, I it's my whole being. I'm I like dude when i got into magic and started collecting dominaria and whatever and i was just so like i put in so much money to have like a solid deck i spent so much money on um lyra Dawnbringers, on uh carnage tyrants on you know i loved selesnia and so i played uh i played a lot of uh green white and just uh, and and to me the fascinating part was i'm like Dude, this Carnage Tyrants, these are like 50 bucks a piece. Like, I'm so, yeah. like, these are fine. These are, nothing's going to go wrong. Like, if ever I want to change my mind, I could just trade these in and get something else. And then standard rotation occurs, and I went to go trade in some cards. They're like, Carnage Tyrants, six bucks. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was terrible. It was, and that it was, was a terrible. rude awakening. And I survived one more standard rotation cycle before I said, I can't do this because yeah. it is so expensive to hold up with. However... Gwent has arguably the best, you know, free-to-play um, model in the entire game. And this is... I agree. So, and I'm not saying this because, like, I, so being here from 2016, 2017, you know, my coffers of, of in-game resources are out of this world because, frankly, the amount of, de like, redevelopments and rejigging to the game has afforded me a lot of cards that get full dust refunds or full full powder refunds and full scrap refunds, etc. So like I'm I'm just sitting on this pile. But I get what you're saying that it's it's tough for new players to come in and say like oh my cards are no longer valid. But the the solution to that obviously is the fact that we're not telling you you cannot play these cards. We're saying that there's a separate format for that. But if you yep. want to play in esports, our esports model is competition within the standard rotation and that constantly standard rotation for for competition purposes i agree is good so for, for for keeping the the stuff fresh and having stuff rotate out and keeping the game fresh yes. and with new kind of ideas coming in old stuff going out yes i am not but, here to convince mm. you that it's a good idea necessarily i mean obviously i that's my prerogative here is that's, to sort of that's their number one goal right but i just want to open it. the dialogue i want to i want to sort of erode away the this this armor that everyone has against it and i am willing to argue that those who just were staunchly against this have either never played another card game or are not necessarily familiar with everything surrounding standard rotation because a lot of the people that i've spoken to uh gwent might be the only card game they play so they just immediately think less is less whereas in reality that's not the case it's that Every other card game does it, and everyone's like, it's going to kill the game. Really? Will it? Because I'm pretty sure Hearthstone makes a no. buttload of money. I'm pretty no, sure Magic makes a buttload of money. So, anyways, I, I remember I brought this up literally two years ago to Jason Salama, and the, mm -hmm. re the response I got from Jason was, it is something they're aware of. It is something that they're not hoping to do. But it is something that they, uh, it's something there that, that is on the, it's its not on the to-do list, but it's on their radar as yes. something that is possibly there. But they are, they said we are- It's a topic that keep, keeps on coming back. Even last Friday, we were talking about standard rotation on the balance, uh, like update that we have with, it's, it's Vlad, uh, plus me, Ryan, and, and the rest of the design team responsible for designing the cards. And we were talking about it and then, Standard rotation, of course, was mentioned, and then, of course, your name was mentioned because when we talk about standard rotation, we're like, oh, Flake is the biggest proponent of that. So, um, yeah, uh, you're the talk of the town, as always. So I'm just saying, listen, uh, I've only been playing yeah. cards for, like, 24 years. So, yeah, true. you know, like, 
uh, been there, done that. I'm not saying that uh, I'm I'm necessarily correct. All I want to do is spark the dialogue that might get those gears turning. And again, standard rotation is not a failure. It is a reality that people eventually have to dip their toes in. But um, you know what? Sooner I think- or later, you will have like standard rotation, and, and like it, it happens. Like it yes! happens in any game that you play. I won't say it will happen in Gwent, but can we call it the flake update? Later in any in any any card card game that you play, the flake update, <laughs> the flake update. We have introduced standard rotation. Boom! <laughs> These cards are illegal. <laughs> <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank, thank flake for that. Yeah, and, and it's just going to be like angry like emails. Just like yes, no, yeah. Perfect. No, exactly. And that's when they release um, the flake journey <laughs> and the yeah. flake leader skin. That's why that's why I uh, enjoy playing like legacy formats and all, all older formats especially in MTG because uh, I am more aware that my investment when it comes to a card will stand longer. Let's say a new set comes out like recently in Magic Kamigawa came out, right? Mm-hmm. And you have you you already see cards um which are going to be good for modern and they will like enhance some of the decks which are there uh one of them like boseju is like a new land which was printed that has the ability to to destroy another land or an artifact or enchantment and stuff like that that is going to see play and and that is like a good investment of your money and i i i instantly like go and buy four copies because i know i'm going to keep them and i know they're going to go up in price and i know if i need to sell them i'll sell them but if not i'll make a cool uh, i'll add them to a cool deck that i'm playing easy and it makes sense for me, but in standard, I'm always afraid that, okay, this card is played right now. Come two months, three months, it's not going to be played anymore because there's going to be a new set coming out and maybe it's going to rotate out of a deck which is dominant at the time and a different deck will be dominant. Or Wizards will think, like their R&D team will think like, okay, let's let's switch things up. Let's, let's have um, these cards come in to counter that. So that card will lose interest because people will be playing the new, you know, the new shiny cookie cutter killer deck, the new hotness. So yeah, that's you. You lost your investment money. I feel you though, because uh, as somebody who plays flesh and blood, you know, uh, passionately, there's that scare, scary moment. And like I've I've spoke to the creator of flesh and blood and discussed things about standard rotation, etc. And yep. again, that's a, a reality that they are also digesting. It's not just, you know, yourselves, but even new card games have to have this on their on their menu. Yeah. And that's where I worry. Like you, you say, like, I know that these cards will always be good, playable within the format that I, I play. And it's the same thing, because like a card like this that I'm holding, this is Heart of Ice, this is a cold foil version of Heart of Ice First Edition. This card is right now very valuable but if there's a standard rotation will it still hold its value you know because they've done reprints uh, not reprints but they've done like non first edition prints of this and non cold foil versions Mm -hmm. but this is like the pinnacle of what this card is supposed to be or this is like the the best version of it and i worry i'm like i i pulled this out of a pack but i've also spent money on these types of cards because a they're playable but b I'm confident that this version will hold its value and i could down the line if i need to trade this for something else but true yeah i i really no, that's, that's that's the number one when it comes to like uh physical card games like you, you invest in the cards because you know their money will like their their value will spike up and you yeah. will get your money back plus a little bit more so it's like an investment uh, to a degree also. like my comic book yeah. collections yeah see exactly. mom 
My retirement's in my closet. That's where it is, right there. Easy. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm really happy that we had this conversation, and I, I'm I respect your opinion because I think that there's mm-hmm. a lot of valid points on it. And again, I am not necessarily here to change anything. I'm here merely to spark the dialogue where the right answer yeah. can eventually come down. Trust to. me, standard rotation dialogue has been happening in CDPR since we released Nilfgaard. It's been on on like a topic that has been coming back gradually and going back and coming back and going back include and me like call me back up. and forth okay just be, like, just be like flake we know that you do nothing all day just come you don't stream anymore so you're like you the busiest man right now you're i am like kind the of busiest busy. person but it's good right busy. Now. it's good busy i i did mention that uh i i tweeted out i said i'm like went stream soon this week and i really never was happened. I, it never happened because i didn't have time and that's I, a I'm good still thing waiting it's gonna happen no no i i'm i've 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 rekindled a little bit of my interest in streaming, not necessarily as like an everyday thing like I used to do, because that was detri- yeah. that was very <laughs> destructive to my mind. It's too much. Too much it pressure. is too much. However, uh, I did get that itch, and I'm like, you know what? Um, I, I want to fire it up. The thing is, is that it's a very busy time for me for a lot of things, and it's a, that's a good thing. And there's really there's a lot of good news for me, so I'm I'm happy to just say I can't yet, but I will. And then we can have all everybody come in and say, "Flake, you're an idiot. Standard rotation is dumb." And I'll be like, "Okay, sure." No streams are. The, I, I'm I'm also kind of in a phase that I want to be streaming a lot, but I like I like you. I don't I. I'm thinking about it like daily. Oh, it'll be nice to sit down and stream, but either it's the fact that. There's just so much work in one day mm-hmm. that I'm just I'm just at the end of the day I just want to rest. I and just want to chill, spend time with 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 the wife and with the dog, and just just focus on that. And there are days where you know I'm kind of like maybe let's just let's just do it, and I'm just close to pushing the button. So um, I for sure want to do more of that. I like streaming just for the sake of it. I don't know if I like streaming card games because you need to be focusing on the plays and you need to be focusing. On interaction, um, and there's too many a, people saying, "When are the premium tokens coming?" And you're like, "Exactly, stop it." Where are the premium tokens coming? When are when will you balance this stuff? And <laughs> I, I won't balance it, and I won't, and I won't, and I won't animate the tokens because I don't have that. I don't have that power in my grasp. Um, but yeah, premium tokens are, are are work in progress as they as they happen for quite some time. It's not something that will happen overnight. So yeah, wait for those. They will come. They will come. All right. People want everything. They want they want new cars. They want new toys. They want old stuff to be fixed, and they want this to be added and that to be done. It's like, ah, this, yeah, so much, so much stuff that they would like. Oh, definitely to, to have at once, at once. Yeah. So for me, yeah. um, it's like just just relax. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I don't stream is because I don't want to be asked all these questions. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But uh, like I like to, to finish that thought, like. I don't have a problem with like streaming stuff like I don't know, uh, Witcher Three for example, which which we did uh, on one of the charity streams that we did. Um, that was really fun, and I can play Witcher Three for days, and, and that's more relaxing because you can actually shut up on the cutscenes, and uh, then discuss things while you're just walking around or uh, fighting, which is which is which you know it's this is not a Dark Souls game, so you don't need to be. Uh, like super focused on if you're doing the right moves and stuff like that, but you can just you know have fun and enjoy. So, so yeah, I I also agree. Streaming streaming's fun, but it's also it's also taxing if you force yourself to do it every day. Yeah. But I think we had this conversation previously yeah, we have. On, this, and, on this podcast. And if you see Pavel or myself streaming, it's because we want to, not because we feel like yes. we have to. So, 
when that this happens, it happens. It is exactly. Well, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll do still a... wait. Still waiting for you for your thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I wanted to invite you to Twig this week, but then I decided on someone else <laughs> because I was like, I'll invite. Look, I, I I have this I have this problem with 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 you every week that I want to invite you, but then I was like, but th we do Florida. We, we do we're, Florida. We're up to date. We're yeah. like, do we still need to? Do we still need to like? Do people still have to see us like more together? Yes, like, yes, to, they do. Yeah. They, well, it they needs to be do. drilled into their head that you yeah. and I are like inseparable yeah basically <laughs> you know we we you and i together create like megazord so like that's kind of yes. how it goes listen i and i told you this privately i said don't invite me on if because there's so many other people and we have yeah. this but don't get me wrong i would i would do it in a heartbeat so if ever you're stuck like by all means i can absolutely go on twig and annoy the hell out of people but for the reality oh. of it there's so many other people out there who deserve spotlight and um if we, i'm if we did twig together it'll be three hours it would be three hours but you know what i don't mind because you're getting paid so it's like i'm okay yeah. with it i'm totally yeah. good with it listen like i said if it comes down to it i'll be there in a heartbeat my cool. friend all right Got it is it. time for a brand new Babcha Marysha Polish Word of the Week. Yes, everyone's favorite Babcha, my favorite Babcha. Um, uh, God rest her soul is still influencing me every single day because there was words that she would hoot and holler as we were buzzing around her house as uh, grandchildren that she would say. Nice. So here's the fresh one. Are you ready for this one, Pavel? Yes. Okay. Now I'm going to give you some context. Okay. Um... Again, there's a bunch of grandkids. We're all at Bapcha's house playing outside, let's say. And suddenly I'm like, oh, you know what would be really sick? If I took this bike and built and, and tried to jump it off this ramp and onto something oh, else. And Bapcha with her Bapcha radar would pick this up and she'd open the door because she was probably cooking for us or something. Mm -hmm. And she'd see what's going on and she'd say, Oh my God, Jerozum, Jerozum! Oh my God! So that's kind of what would happen. So could you please explain what Jerozum is? Uh, simply, where's your brain, or where? What are you thinking? What like? What are you doing? Like where? Is like where are your thoughts, or where is your like thought process, or where is your mind at that you're doing such a thing? Is like what are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, so yeah, it's pretty much where your where your, where is your mind at to, to even come up with these things. But That's... yeah, um, my grandma said the same thing, and I <laughs> and I did the same stuff as you, like jumping bikes from <laughs> a piece of like plywood put on a couple of bricks and stuff like that. Yeah, something that I did multiple times. So what I want to do, I have so many ridiculous stories about my babcha, but we're gonna we'll we'll save them for next time. Uh, if ever we're, we run out of Polish words of the week. I'll do a Babcha Medisha story because they are so endearing and they're so amazing and hilarious. Nice. Uh, because uh, a Polish immigrant in Quebec is uh, just, it's like a, a premise for a really great sitcom because she didn't speak French and yeah. spoke very little English. So that, <laughs> and it was just the best. Um, perfect. Perfect. You, our, learned, you learned your uh, famous Polish sayings that you use all the time. Yeah. From, from that time. Oh, well, yeah. basically, like uh, the. The bus would drop me off at like 3.30, and if I wasn't answering the phone at 3.32, because uh, my babcha would call my house, and literally, like, if the bus 
caught an extra red light and I was like a minute late, there'd be a, a voicemail on the like or, or, or a voice yeah. message, and then and then another phone call as I'm checking the voicemail, and it's and it's my bapcha just making sure that I got home every exactly. single day. And what's hilarious, she knew when I'd get off the bus, and she knew that like when I'd get and like she'd call me and it's like 331 or 332 and i'd answer the phone and we talk and she'd be like did you eat anything yet i said yes Bacha, my shoes are still on like i haven't yeah. i i ran into the door to answer the phone she's like well why didn't you eat i'm like okay that's <laughs> that's 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 polish grandma in a nutshell for you always worried always uh, checking up on you and always checking if for sure you have eaten if you're not hungry because for sure you are hungry yeah. for sure you haven't of course eaten you are yeah. um that those are the, the the prime concerns of bapchas. Uh, whereas you and I, it's standard rotation. Bapchas are food, and did you eat? And jerozum. No. So, <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. Now, did she did she teach you about standard rotation or not? No, she did not teach me about <laughs> standard rotation. Unless she meant like uh, the rotation was to turn me around to spank my ass when I was an asshole. <laughs> that was <laughs> nice. the rotation. It was yeah. that, that, that would not happen happen in today's world. That's 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 totally banned. So uh, oh. yeah, those were those were the times. Yeah, try explaining <laughs> that to my badass bapja. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't spank your kids. I'll show. Oh yeah. Oh really? Uh, Look, I'll show. Oh, you. Yeah. Here's my array of yeah. spanking shoes, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> like an arsenal. <laughs> um, okay. Perfect. We got the mailbag, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but Yeah. And uh, do we have a sponsor this week? And no. No. <laughs> well, we could still continue to just sort of. You Blue found. Jeans. You found Blue I Jeans found Bar. Blue Jeans. Yes. Blue Jeans Bar is in Gdansk. I found it. It is a diner style bar that has, like you said, um, like american style foods so burgers fries stuff like that so yeah i found it i found it next time i'm in gdansk because it's the north of poland it's by it's by the baltic sea when i'm there i'm going to blue jeans totally please and i'm saying like and i'm just gonna go i'm gonna say like flurs of 15 and i'm gonna see what they're gonna say where's <laughs> hey, uh, 15 do i get 50 so? percent off on my burger uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh it makes sense that this is Gdansk because that's where my mom was born and then when she she moved from poland to to canada it was from Gdansk, so that makes sense now i when you said north yeah. of poland that's the first thing that popped to my head but yeah if ever you're in Gdansk, go to blue jeans bar and say mateusz di marco mateusz di marco um, sent you and uh, asks for ask That's for Zbi- ask for Zbyshek and exactly. uh, and say Mateusz from Montreal sent you, even though yeah. I don't live in Montreal anymore, but he doesn't know that. All right, but still, but still, Montreal, Mateusz, and then Fleurs at fifteen. <laughs> don't forget about Fleurs at fifteen. Yeah, they might just kick you out. You might not even get food. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> like this guy's yeah, crazy. Probably. Kurchaki, variat tutai. Yeah. Okay. Oh. All right, mailbag time, ladies and gentlemen. No sponsors, but we'll be back with the mailbag. Ladies and gentlemen, or Jechi, as we started in the beginning, welcome to the mailbag where we'll be answering your questions that have been sent through Twitter, 
Reddit, and other forms of communication. Uh, Flake nicely put them together, and uh, we will start with the first one. Uh, will lead us off, or do you want to lead us off? Uh, you could lead us off. Go for it. All right. From Miss Aldona uh, via Twitter. Hello. Thank you for a wonderful show slash podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's that's that's. It's always. Uh, good to hear that um, the stuff that we do here, which is us too having fun and talking about stuff, which makes us feel good uh, because we always look forward to Wednesday, uh, get validated and get credited. So thank you for that. How do you, how do you think that is that there are no females in the Gwent tournaments? Despite many talented female streamers, it seems like only boys are willing to grind. Why do you think there is such a difference? Whew, that's right. So we, we discussed this uh, off air uh, about this yeah. question, and we both agree that it is unfair for just Pavel and I to have this discussion. So what we've decided is that uh, we're going we're gonna to recruit some of these amazing uh, and really S-tier Gwent players uh, who are females, you know, and there's, there, trust me, there are a ton of them. There are a ton of them. And I don't even need to go that far back to remind everyone that someone like Radu Andrada has made a, a, a major tournament and uh, whooped a whole lot of ass on the way up there. And she is a superstar in the game. Doesn't play all that much these days, but definitely left her mark. And um, on the broadcasting side, people like uh, like Jagaris, for example, and currently Seely and Tia, and there's an enormous amount of Gwent talent, both on the competitive side and the broadcast side. But if it's just Pavel and I having this discussion, that is unfair. So we have decided that it is to do this question justice. We are going to tackle this next week in a lot more depth, but we're going to bring in some other viewpoints. We're gonna we're gonna find um, we're gonna we're gonna reach out to some of these amazing uh, women in Gwent and we're going to bring them on and we're going to have that discussion uh, all of us because I think that is the proper way to have this discussion I agree I agree fully um, one thing I just wanted wanted to add here like I feel like not only Gwent but other let's say gaming environments and 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 other let's say not not only like if we're, we're speaking about card games specifically and, and kind of the, the cast and, and the players and the stuff like that. I think we have seen a lot more women present there. But like like Flake said, like in order to go in depth and discuss this, I would like, yeah, I agree with you. Like it would be nice to have actually guests who actually, you know, can talk more in depth about it than than me and Flake. The, the thing that I can always say, like when it came to us and, and Gwent, like when we were talking about the caster lineup, for me, always it was important to have uh, more women on the cast because I feel like they have been creating content, they have been playing the game, they have been grinding the game, and it doesn't it doesn't matter like which gender you actually are. It matters that you're passionate about it, you put in the work, and you will always have you always will be part of our our team. So. We've always been super, super open. And uh, I think like we need to ask these questions to um, to the to the women which are kind of, you know, interested in this uh, and are kind of part of this more than me and Flake are. So yeah, I agree, let's do it. Let's do it next week, buddy. Yeah, uh, this is by no means us dodging the question. It's just us wanting to be yeah. better prepared and do the question justice. So we'll, we'll touch on that yeah. next week. Um, this Gotta is- do it proper. Gotta do it proper. Correct. 
this is one of my favorite questions we've ever received. This is from Captain Cage on Reddit asking, have you ever battled each other in any CCG? If yes, who won? Uh, there was one instance. We have never played each other in Gwent. Uh, there was we one. Did. We did? We did. I was once streaming. I played against Sean Gwent and you destroyed me and you memed the hell out of me also with the, with the, with the like emotes. I, I don't I remember. Don't, how long ago? I remember was it was a couple years ago, but I remember it left a mark on my soul. <laughs> I, did. I remember even like one of the moderators came to me like Flake wasn't behaving very nicely, like, you know, destroying you and, and doing it in such a bad manner. So BMs and all that stuff. I still remember it left a, left a mark. And I think it's something that uh, we're going to need couple therapy on. So, uh, but we'll get, <laughs> to that we'll 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 unlock that whole thing one day like we'll we'll get to that point okay we'll get to that point yeah, but I, I don't feel like i'm ready for that yet. i was not aware well i will say this the one that i remember was you and i sat down out, outdoors at the skelliga challenger oh, where we played nice. magic and you absolutely posterized me because i brought my selesnia angels and dinos list and you just absolutely kicked my face in with this um your light. one artifact deck that i came with yeah, yeah. and i was and I, I was you. so fascinated by it because everything you did you're like all right i'll tap one play this gain like 80 life and i'm like what he's like trust mm -hmm. me i'm like okay i guess like it was fascinating it was my first uh, introduction to that style of list but it it jordan style posterized me like i yeah. would be surprised if in your room is a poster of me just with my cards in my hand being like oh yeah, yeah like what so um that's that was what we did it was a magic uh around uh, right after dominaria came out yeah so yeah that it was it was good times good times it was fun yeah that's i think that's those are the the only two cases when we've been pitted against each other uh, and, and, and any card game. For Gwent, I remember that one because I was streaming it and you, you weren't very nice towards me. <laughs> was I and really that one, mean? I don't, yeah, you're mean. I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably making, I'm probably, you know, over like, like making a really big thing out of it. Where I feel actually, bad now. Was I honestly do feel bad. Oh, come on. It was probably nothing. Um, and um, yeah, and then for the magic one, I remember that one because I, but, but you, you know, my, my deck was like super, like tier, tier one or tier S as they call it. So, like, super, super good and filthy net decker. Yeah, yeah. filthy net decker. Gross. Um, yeah. So, what do you mean, gross? I like to net deck from time to time. Everybody does. I also like to make my own list, but once you once you get the, the, the good, like, juju juices and you and the deck that is, like, you know, 100% streamlined and you get everything perfect, it's just the feeling of that, that flow that you get. It's just like, oh, so good. Yeah. Oh, well, well, we'll get into it. We'll get into we'll net get decking into in another episode. That's another episode. True, that. That's a whole topic that we yeah. can discuss. All right, next up, go for it. What is the process to get someone to voice card lines? Uh, also, is there a list uh, for which uh, voice actors voiced what card? So the process for us is much easier than any other um, card game, let's say, because we have the privilege of having a pool of voice actors that have worked on characters for the Witcher games. So Witcher 1, Witcher 2, Witcher 3. And uh, from that pool of, of actors, we can pull easily and get them to voice, um, you know, the, the, the new cards in this case. Or, for example, Dandelion Journey, uh, we, have, we have the Dandelion voice lines, but we also had uh, 
for the trailer, we had the voice of Dijkstra um, in the trailer for consistency reasons. So, so the same actor came in and did it. And uh, yeah, we like to we like to keep that keep that pretty much going. And uh, that makes it much easier for us um, when it comes to the whole process. Um, it's a long one because like we are in touch with the studio that has um, voice actors and we can either pick a new voice based off of numerous samples which we receive for a character that we want to be portrayed in a specific way. We get those voices in, we choose from them, then we uh, have a recording session. And for that re recording session, we have Boris, who we, we previously talked about in, uh, in one of the Thursday episodes. I don't remember which one it was specifically, uh, but it was the one where we went in the Wayback Machine and we were talking about oh, uh, Beyond uh, the Frame. Yes, yeah, that was like episode so, one or two, I think, actually. Yeah, he's our English adaptation director. And he has a very good ear for um, how characters in the Witcher games are supposed to speak. Um, you can see it also when you play Witcher 3, the dialects. So there's, there's Welsh, a little bit of Welsh, there's a little bit of Scottish, there's a little bit of a mix of different um, Englishes, I would say. Uh, different um, dialects which were spoken in different, different parts of, 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 of the English-speaking countries, let's say. And he chooses them and he kind of works with the, the actor on the session um, to kind of give pointers how that character would speak. What type, like we give him a script which also has been checked by him if the wording is proper to things that this character would say. Um, so it is, it is an art form in itself. It's, it's very, very interesting. And like I've done voice acting for a card only once and it was Pafko and it was much easier because I was portraying a card who is supposed to be me but as we know Pafko and me were two different people because that's that's how I spin it impossible right? it's like the impossible. Bruce Wayne Batman thing you're just trying to throw us no. off here yeah Clark Kent and Superman um but in this case like they were giving me pointers on how I should speak in a way like be more excited be less excited be more like when you're saying this it's more like you're thinking instead of like you're like you know saying that openly so you, you need to think on about the way how you phrase specific words or how you make them you know sound out of you so they give you kind of what the character is feeling at that moment and it's an art it's an art like People say that, you know, art is only the stuff that you see on the wall, but I feel like language itself is, is such a such a deep, deep thing. And, and voice acting is so crazy that, I mean, look at the best actors. I mean, look at, I, I still have to say, like, since we're talking about Batman and you love Star Wars, I mean, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, favorite Joker, oh. favorite Joker voice ever. So good. And, and him going to that level, to that craziness with his voice, it's just incredible for me. And that's when I think about voice acting and I think about him. Then you have him as, as, as Luke Skywalker. Uh, and I mean, it's two different things. Him portraying the Joker, him doing Skywalker. And, and, and looking at the sessions that he did for the Joker, um, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. And I love it. And I love it. And it's a whole, it's a whole crazy process. So 
Um, and to answer the question fully, is there a list of, of, the, of who voiced what? The, the only list that, that you can see is in the credits for, um, for The Witcher 3 for sure, but I don't think there is a list in Gwent for, for all the voice actors that are there because it's, it's also a list that keeps on growing and growing. So yeah, that's the, that's the long-winded answer for me. And maybe in 2022, there will be a flake credit on one of those cards. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. I'm just throwing it out there. In the, 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 the new Larry voice. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Like, my creativity for that, like, if someone said, hey, we're, we're developing a new plant. It's like a gold archospore, and we want you to yeah. do the voice. And I would just be like, okay. And they'd be like, all right. Um, so just, you know, give us some... some I would I wouldn't know what to say. I'd be like, eh, plant. <laughs> I'd be like, eh, eh plant. <laughs> like, my creativity... I would definitely need a writer for this, because I wouldn't even know yeah. how to just literally eh, big plant like i don't know uh, so okay uh there you have it voice actors yeah. list uh i guess there's no easy way to to get like just go beat the witcher 3 and, and read the read the credits they're all there friends yeah easy or just just talk all the credits because i think you can just hit credits in the menu and you get them all right easy. i I got a question that's just for me. Oh, by the way, that previous question was from uh, Icicle Jr. Uh, from Reddit. So thank you so much. Um, this one co also coming from Reddit. Uh, it is from brgreen33. And the question is, it says, for Flake, can you say the name of the bronze druid that boosts itself by one whenever you play an alchemy card, but with Bonded, it boosts itself by two instead? Can you say it three times fast? So... Part of my job, obviously, is being able to just, on a whim, just name the cards. And, you know, obviously, you get the cards, and there's some that are obviously played a lot more than others, so they're just drilled into your mind. But the one thing, my kryptonite, has always been Crow Clan Preacher. Crow Clan Preacher. Crow Clan Preacher. Now, that's not three times fast, but ultimately, there is always some that you stumble over, and this has been my bane. This has yeah. literally been the thorn in my side, is trying to say this, and it's a card that is you know, when you're playing that archetype and you're playing uh, Gettyneth and whatever, you need to say that card relatively often. And yeah. uh, so here's here's my attempt. <clears throat> Let's go. Crow Clan Preacher, Crow Clan Preacher, Crow Clan Preacher. Boom! That's why they pay me the big bucks. Ooh. Got them. Easy. Yeah, that that is a tongue twister in its own. Like Crow Clan Preacher, Crow Clan Preacher, Crow Clan Preacher. is like, I could not go super fast on that one. I have to like... The crow and the clan and the preacher. You need to be like hitting yeah. those three separately. When I talk to other casters from other games, um, people like uh, like Tan and Grace, who's done Magic and Hearthstone and, and Flesh and Blood, people like um, uh, uh, like Admirable and and other casters like from other games. We always some of the fun things that we talk about are some of the more dangerous words uh, that could potentially really ruin your day if you say them incorrectly. Yeah. And I I gave him a list of some of the Gwent cards and they're like how the hell do you tiptoe around this and i said yeah. i'm like not only that but a lot of these cards are playable <laughs> so they're you have to say them and yeah they are some of them just really dance the line of you better be very articulate when you say them because it could get dangerous yeah, yeah okay. i think we had we had a couple slips especially on magua's side on oh. some of the cards uh, that i still remember <laughs> and here comes the bj yeah <laughs> that is an iconic <laughs> hall of fame moment for sure yeah. Oh, boy. Good stuff. All right, last one for the episode. 
All right. My question is, this is from Phantom Mag. You might know this person from Reddit, but uh, he's he's everywhere. He's also on all the streams. So shout out to this dude because awesome, awesome person. Uh, before my you go on, is, I just want to sh- put it out there. Phantom Mag on the regular, at least once or twice a week, will send me, uh, will DM me sort of uh, Gwent trivia questions. Like he'll send me, Ooh. he'll send me like, what are the three cards that have red banners on them? And I'll be like, oh, that's a cool question. And then I'll answer them or he'll send me like a, a visual question of like zoom in or whatever. And that's cool. yeah, so he's, he's a, a really awesome dude. And I always appreciate the, um, the, the effort that he puts in, not only to, to contributing to the show, but just the, the spirit of, of supporting Gwent in general. I respect that. That's awesome. So his question is, is there any chance that Gwent World Masters ever going to be live again after COVID ends? Uh, where all the champions travel from all over the world to meet and make this one amazing show uh, every year. Um, something that we kind of touched upon in the, the beginning where we we're talking today. I still go back to 2018 tournament and tear up when I watch it. Everyone happy, laughing together. The production music just makes you feel so good. Or uh, the online way that we're doing now, it's way more convenient and costs much less money. Therefore, I'd always be like this from now on. So will it be like this from now on? Um, thank you for the question, Phantom Mag. Um, World Masters is always an event that we wanted to have spectators at because for opens, I feel like, I mean, we can make this exception that it's fully online, but for World Masters, which is the crowning event of the whole season, I feel like it needs that another layer of oomph on top of it. So something that makes it, you know, better, cooler than the rest of the events. If it wasn't for COVID, um, I remember... You remember when it was 2019 when we were planning everything mm-hmm. and uh, you had your flight booked and everything was going to happen. It was, same, same with I was, Beard and the rest. I was two hours away from leaving yeah. my apartment to go to the airport when I got the message from Repex exactly. saying, full stop, don't go anywhere. Literally, my bags yeah. were packed. I was right there. I was, I was literally just waiting because I was so excited and I was like, okay, my Uber is scheduled for two hours from now. So I was just, I think I was on the computer just playing Gwent or something like that. Yeah. And that's when I got a DM from uh, Repek. And we had a venue booked at the time. We had everything planned. We had all the assets ready for the event itself. And um, yeah, then we knew like what was going to happen. And we kind of sat down and there was a decision made, of course, with Vlad. Uh, at the time, we we're like, okay, let's, let's tell them not to fly in because they might not be able to fly back home soon. So... Yeah, we, we, we stopped it there, but ever since um, we've been talking, like it would be nice to have these events come back and, and be done in person in real life once again. So totally, I am totally 100%, 1 million percent down for that to happen. Like we were talking about the viewing parties in the beginning, um, but I feel like having the players on location, having the atmosphere there, nothing beats that. Like you cannot do that online. You will not get those emotions. You cannot interact with those players. You cannot, you know, the interviews done, you know, through the online way, let's say. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's, it feels less personal. And I also feel like it's it's something that we've seen as, you know, in our day-to-day lives, us working from home, for example. Like, you're always in front of the camera in a meeting talking with people and it's less personal than actually, you know, sitting next to a person in a conference room or talking to them, seeing the body language, uh, seeing how they react. It's, it's totally different. It's a different dynamic. And 
I want that to come back. Like it's it's something that has to come back because that's I, I feel like that's the whole like that's the coolest thing in the esports aspect of, of, of esports, actually having people on location and um, also from like a filming crew type of deal because I also work a lot now on the back end side, like having additional lighting for that, having additional cameras, having like a camera on the slider showing the players sitting actually in the tavern and playing against each other and seeing them like pitted against each other, having the cloak close-ups from the GoPros, uh, which were mounted on those, on those tables and stuff like that. That is freaking amazing. And I don't, I don't want that to ever go away. I just want that to come back as soon as possible. So, yeah. What needs to be also said here is the fact that, um, where you say, yeah, it, it's, it's cheaper and more, more efficient to do it online, but that's not always the end game here is that, it's not just about what's the cheapest product and what's the, the, the quickest and easiest way to, to punch this out. Not to mention, in reality, doing it online is not easy. It's actually, I would I would argue it's a lot more difficult to do this online than it is to do it in the studio. Um, but there's a lot of discussion that goes on. Like, the, I, I get it. Like, you see the camaraderie, you see the laughter, you see the fun we have. And I agree that, um, you know, if I'm casting an event with Shinmiri, you know, casting an event next to somebody and being mm -hmm. able to kind of like look at them while you're discussing there's a lot more visual cues that can be had it's a lot smoother process not to mention we're passing notes to one another we're doing stuff like that we're pointing at things on on our note cards and, and whatnot it is a smoother process when it's there but we're also we're joking around like i'm, yeah, I'm kind of like i missed that you know the the funny part is like sometimes when i'm doing something and like pavel's behind the camera like being an idiot and make trying to make me laugh or i'm or he's giving an interview and i'm like throwing pens at him or something like that you know like there's fun stuff like that that i genuinely miss but that does still occur like we're all in the discord and we're kind of joking around and stuff and like we've said in the past like you have your earpiece, we can hear everything. So when you're giving interviews, I'm just kind of poking fun at you. And like this, that yeah. same spirit exists, but I agree. It is not the same at all. It's different in person. And, and, and this is what we're all pining for, is to be back in Warsaw to do this, to invite everyone there. And, you know, like we mentioned at the top of the show, we were saying that there was that Gwent Masters viewing party. That was going to be a highlight for me to meet everybody again and to hang out with everybody again, and, and not exactly. just the people that I work with, but the people who enjoy the game. And I'm not saying this from a perspective of like, I just wanna be amidst people who appreciate what I do. I wanna be amidst people who appreciate the game, who appreciate the process, who, who enjoy what I enjoy. So there's so much um, anticipation for when that next thing is gonna be, but it's gonna happen. It's going to yeah. happen. It, you know, uh, it, I think that it, the only stopgap here, the, the linchpin on this entire thing is the fact that COVID has just been put, pumped the brakes on the, on everything. And once that is addressed and solved and it's safe to do so, I, I, I'm, I mean, I can't speak for CDPR because I, I I'm not CDPR, but when that happens, I would imagine that it's right back to business. It's here's your, your plane ticket. You show up on this time. Here's rehearsal. Bang, 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 bang. All the players come in and it's back to business. And... I am so so excited to um, a give give uh, give you a big hug, Pavel. But b Aww. just sit in that chair, that uncomfortable wooden chair at the desk, and start making fun of Shinmiri. That is what I want to do more than exactly. anything is make fun uh, of Shinmiri. Good times, yeah. <laughs> good times, yeah. I miss those the most. And uh, like, think about it. Like, we get to get dressed up in nice suits. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. You guys get to like hang out with the developers and talk to them which is always something that I enjoyed, like seeing everybody 
kind of like you guys walking around and then seeing someone you know come up to you from the development team saying like oh i love the stuff that you're doing i love the work that you're doing or i enjoy your content or you enjoy your streams and stuff like that oh by the way i designed this oh you designed this or oh, really this is really cool and then you get like there's also like you, you get to hang out with jason slama on a, on a on a daily basis now you get to hang out with vlad on a, on a like with vlad you always got to hang out because he's he's the esports guy but now you get to hang out with him even more um and, and talk about development stuff and and you can pitch to him you know standard rotation every time you're here so that's even better it's even better <laughs> i have an agenda <laughs> yeah eventually they're just if gonna like, not pay me they're like, like was because you, you actually when you were saying like if if i was cdpr and i was thinking like what what would happen if flake was cdpr oh standard rotation and, and larry larry journey for sure a hundred yeah, thousand voice by you oh my god plant. yeah exactly plant <laughs> <laughs> yeah plant yeah, all of them would be like when you say well played or whatever to be like good plant, and it's just <laughs> kind of like a Pokemon, you know, like they just say their yeah. name. That's their their entire plant, voice plant. box. Plant, 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 plant. Yeah, Arcaspore, Arcaspore, the very Italian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then if you. <laughs> There, there's gonna be like the you know like how there's like the taunt that you can give and it's gonna be yeah. like oh Tsoshtivario oh my god Kurjaki that's just it's just <laughs> all these Polish Babcha Marisha oh, lines perfect there should be a Babcha Marisha journey is, is what it would be <laughs> <laughs> oh we would need we, we would need like input and help from your mom to write the journey story though but that would be amazing yeah be like it would, be, it would be pretty much your journey from the eyes of your mom and what she remembers also from the time uh, yeah. with your grandma, right? Like legit, uh, I get I, I get fed a lot of these words from text messages from my mom, which are yeah. basically, and she's like, all right, for the next episode, brah, here's some things that yeah. she said. And I'm like, thanks, mom. So, and then obviously, Perfect. obviously in there as well, if I like literally, I don't even have to scroll that far is, have you ordered anything to eat lately? Use my Uber Eats account and eat. And I'm like, Aww. I'm good, ma. I'm good. I'm an adult, ma. I'm an adult, ma. Playing card games. <laughs> so she's. I'm, a, I'm adult, mom. I play card games. Yeah. Mm, point made. <laughs> she. She is. She wants to meet you. Um. She, good. She, she always asks, "How's that boy you were?" <laughs> With. I'm like Pavel's good. Pavel's good. And and what's funny is like she's like, does he know what his last name means? I'm like I'm assuming because he's Polish, so I would imagine he knows what the <laughs> Polish yeah. version is. So yeah, I'm fully aware. Me storm easy. Yeah, I still get questions like, what does your last name mean? And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Like people who don't know me, once they find out that they think it's it's really cool. And and trust me to to be honest, like. Through the time that I was growing up, nobody called me by my first name. Everybody called me by my last name because it's just cooler. So yeah, damn right it is. It is cooler. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's the episode, Flurza, episode number six uh, in the books. Flurza experience. The Flurza experience with the brand new catchphrase of Jindobre Jechi, which is burn that one into your minds, friends. Uh, yeah. So Beautiful. next episode is basically it's it's slated. It's it's ready to go. We're gonna try to get you the best conversation that we possibly can regarding that question that was asked uh, earlier by yes. Mrs. Aldona. I'm excited for this. I'm very excited for this because it is definitely a worthwhile conversation, but we want to get as It's many. an awesome topic. It's an awesome topic, and I think it needs more more light on it for sure. So so thank you, Ms. Aldona, for setting that over, and I would be more than happy to discuss it in a with guests so in a in a broader circle here mm -hmm. it's gonna be amazing i dig it all right i'm gonna end this episode like i do every episode and say i love you man i love you too buddy
All right, ladies. awesome stuff. It is awesome, and uh, and I know, love Wednesdays. I just wait for Wednesday, dude. Wednesdays <laughs> like really, are- I'm sometimes, sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm like Tuesday. Oh, is it Wednesday already? <laughs> it's like Wednesday, and it's like, oh, it's like ten minutes till we record, and I was like, yeah, let's go. I have my alarm set to to wake up to do the podcast, but I always wake up before it, and I'm like, ooh. I get to yeah, hang out that's with my the, buddy. That's the, that's, that's the good energy. That's the good energy. Yeah, I have it also in my calendar so no one puts a meeting in my mm-hmm. time slot uh, during my work hours so I can spend my work hours chatting to you, which is even it's, better. It's like robbery. Like you get paid yeah. to just talk about this stuff with me. It's the best ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, friends, uh, thank you for listening to the Flurza Experience. And don't forget you're not losing if you're learning so keep playing cards. You might win. Dobranoc, Jechi. Dobranoc, Jechi. Bye. Bye. <laughs>